Hello, lovers. I'm your host, Briz Taylor, and I'd like to welcome you all to my podcast, Seeking Sovereignty, a show where I chalk it up with folks about their journeys and practices of being spiritually sovereign. If it's one thing I know, it's that I know nothing at all. Join me as I leave no stone unturned, uncovering all the darkness that brings us to the light and my journey to finding my soul family. I hope you enjoy Seeking Sovereignty. Hello, everyone. My name is Briz Taylor, and welcome to another episode of Seeking Sovereignty. Today, we're here with Kira from Wise Wolf Tarot. She is a medium. Uh, she does tarot readings, and she is my overall guiding light and pagan princess. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the show. So excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. So Kira here has her own podcast called... Out of the Broom Closet. Out of the Broom Closet. Yes. And she does a lot of really cool stuff on just talking about... But yeah, just general paganism. So the, the point of, of my podcast is to give a example of different people's paths because no two people walk the same path. You can be going into the same branch of paganism mm. and walk a completely different path. Yes. Right? So yes. what gets you there? How did you get through it? You know, where did your information come from? Who did you, you know, meet up with along the way? Were you solitary? Were you in a coven? Were you, you know, did you have a tribe? You know, whatever yes. terminology you want to use, you know, what do you label yourself as? Do you label yourself? Do you hate labels like I do? Right. You know what I mean? Like there's so much information that makes us all so different mm. and our paths so different, but yet we're all seeking the same thing. You know, we're all just seeking peace and we're all just seeking a sense of knowing, a sense mm. of community, a sense of wonder that we are trying to keep from when we were children that we don't have anymore. Yes. You know, and just like that general happiness that knowing that you are, that you're one with the universe for, for lack of better phrasing can make you feel less alone. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And my exit in the podcast is, you know remember that you're never alone because you're not, yes. you know, no matter where you are, if you're walking a pagan path, you have probably at this point, millions of pagan brothers and sisters that you can turn to at some point and get guidance from. Yes. You know, and I know you and I have talked a lot about kind of the dangers of the fact that paganism has become so popular. Yes. Yes. Pop culture. Yeah. has kind of construed it i mean it happens almost what every century i would say yeah like every 10 years lines. even with buffy oh, you know yeah. and yeah. then you go through you know so i think that the that, craft the early 2000s yes, the yes. craft really literally did an uptick yes in paganism which granted i was already pagan by that point but it it was nice to watch the craft and be like, I identify with that. Yes. Now, granted, it's a movie. I understand that. And it was not like, I'm like, oh, I can levitate. And I yeah. can, right. You know. Right. Which mono. Is but like, that's not going to happen. But you know what I mean? It's, it is, it was still nice to see some form of representation yes. that was not a yes. thousand percent negative. Yes. Because at the end, like the one witch is still like a good witch, like yes. good witch, so to speak, you know. It, it just was something that was not pointy hats and green faces. Right. Right. You know? The Wicked Witch of the West that yes. we see so often. Yes. Yes. And I think the the other movie that really, like, I was like, I feel this in my soul was uh, Practical Magic. Oh, yes. Obviously. I mean, yeah. them dancing around the kitchen. Oh, the Midnight Margaritas. Yes. 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 I mean, there was just something magical, for mm -hmm. lack of a better term, about mm -hmm. that movie. And even non-magical people were obsessed with it, you yes. know? And so that's where... And I do think, and something that we've talked about before with pop culture and the popularity of it is, like, there's so much good information going mm -hmm. out there, but there's so much misinformation yes. out there, especially yeah. when it comes to spirituality and pagan practices and different things like that, where... I personally can be the first to say I have learned so much from the tickety talk, you know, yeah. but I'm a seeker. So when I yeah. find something like I've learned a lot about like aliens and like Akashic records and stuff like that off TikTok. Yeah. And so I'll get a snippet of it mm -hmm. and then down the rabbit research rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, go, exactly. You know, and so I can, I can kind of figure that out from there, but. Maybe some people it aren't sparks, as... It sparks, it sparks that need to research. Yes. Because research rabbit hole is the exact 
phrase that I use because I will lose an entire day, multiple days sometimes. Like just, I heard something somewhere and I was like, well, what, what is that real? What does that mean? And what does this mean to me? And how do I identify with it? And how do I feel about it? And really suck myself in and then... Like, oh, crap, it's dinner time. Right? I know. I know. So, I'm down the Wikipedia yeah. fucking... The Wikipedia? Oh, my Wichipedia? God. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Like an actual an website? Actual oh website God, called we Wikipedia. <sighs> and y'all know. wonder why I call her my guiding light. I need her in my life. So that's I why. I have... I, I am a wealth of random fucking knowledge. And that's what I love so yeah. much. I love that so much. Okay. Before I move on. Okay, okay. There was one thing in your podcast, and I want to bring it up because you brought up labels. I was going to say Pinterest. <laughs> I do want to bring that up because that shit's funny. But uh, that's just a totally funny story. But the the thing is, is that you say, and I want you to repeat it because I'm probably going to murder it, but it's like, you can be Wiccan, mm-hmm. but not pagan. Or I'm sorry, no, did I say it wrong already? Backwards. Yeah. Okay. So you go ahead and yeah. you, go, you go with that. So... All Wiccans are pagans, but not all pagans are Wiccan, right? So Wicca is a very specific religion Mm. with very specific guidelines, rules, practices, ceremonies, things like that, right? Yes. And Wicca got super popular. Again, it started in the 50s, right? And then got popular again in the 90s and 90s, early thousands. And so then everybody just kind of got labeled Wiccan if you were walking a magical path, right? right? As I like to call it. Right, right. Because like, some people aren't even comfortable saying pagan. Right. Right? It's right, like, they're not. Oh, I'm just spiritual. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, it was hard for me to say that I was a witch. It was mm-hmm. hard for me to say that I was pagan. I would just say, oh, no, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Right. And I'd leave it at that. because Which is true. Yeah, absolutely true. My thing is, for me, religion is one of those things that what I do behind closed doors is nobody's business. Mm. So... I don't have to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. If you ask me what, right, what my religion is, then I'd be like, oh, I'm not religious and spiritual. Right. Right. That's all the answer you need. I don't owe you anything. Right. Right. Ever. Right. No one. Right. Ever. Like, right? Like, Especially if I, I think it's going to catch judgment from you. Yeah. It's like you're... You, I was going to say, you're not paying my bills. You don't, you don't get a say in what I do. But even then, you wouldn't get a say in what I do. So I don't care. Right. Um, it's, it's very much a matter of this is my identity Mm. and am I going to put part of my identity in your hands Mm. to do with it what you will? Mm. Because what are you going to try to do? Squash it? Judge me and squash that? Be like, oh, you're a witch? (sighs) You know what I mean? Yes. I think it's taken me a long time to even say those words. Yeah. Because, you know, you've, you've listened to my podcast, but like I went through some shit. Mm -hmm. I went through... I, I had a negative stalker through high school that would threaten to kill me every time he saw me. That he was going to burn me at the stake because I was a witch. And he f- tried to follow me home one day. So, like, I've been through it. So, for me to be, say I'm a witch, it just has taken a really long time. And I think it's taken not only my own comfort within myself um, and the power that I possess. And I don't say that in a cocky way because we all possess power. Yes. But just feeling that I can control that. And I do have that ownership of that power Yes, and not letting someone else squash that because the word, which sounds negative. Right. Well, it's such a part of the reason I wanted to bring you on this show, because when we talk about spirituality, it's almost like, it's kind of like just what you were saying. Like you can be pagan and say you're spiritual, but it's almost like the spiritual community doesn't want to say that they're pagan either. Mm-hmm. Even though the oh, spiritual there's... community is practicing with crystals and they're doing, oh, yeah. you know, and they're, and they're, and it, and even just the definition mm-hmm. of a ritual is brushing our teeth. Yeah. So, so there's so, there's so much verbiage that oh, freaks no, no, people no, no, no. out for no reason, for, for, for no reason. It, re- it really is. And that's why I hate labels. That's yes. the exact reason yes. I hate labels. Yes. Because we get so hung up on what the word means to person X, Y, and C. Mm-hmm. Right. So growing up, the word witch was negative. Girl, I probably just started using it like 10 years ago, yeah. five years ago, maybe even where I was really con- exactly yes. confidently saying I'm a witch. Somebody were like, well, like, 
you're a pagan, so like, does that make you a witch? And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 it does. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I work magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do some things. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really a witch, though. Yeah, like, I'm not like that kind of witch, but, right. you know, like, I do some things. So owning it and being like, mm-hmm. if somebody asks me, and even still, because like, again, I just, I just like, hate labels because I think labels put you in a box. Yes. They put you in a box where people are going to judge you and you're going to judge yourself and you really have to worry. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the reasons that my podcast is called Out of the Broom Closet is because you do have to come out of the broom closet. Yes. There's, there are, yes. there are some parallels and I'm probably going to upset some people with this. And I mean, zero offense, but there are some, some, some parallels with owning your spirituality and your witchiness. The same as, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. community. Are, am I saying that they're the same? No. Am I saying that they, we have the same stigmas? No. But I'm saying there there is that fear of judgment if I come out as X. Yes. So yes. I know people that lost their entire families when they came out as pagan. Right. Because that was the devil. They were going to hell and they couldn't be around that person's children because they were going to ruin them hmm. and make them devil worshippers. Right. Is that true? No. No. Not at all. But that's the fear, right? Yeah. So it's, it's like I said, there are parallels. They are not the same. I'm not trying to say that they are the same, but there are parallels. Yes. Which has always been the joke, right? I used to say that, you know, oh, one of these days I'll come out of the broom closet, right? And it was more of because my friends knew, my family knew, but I have a very professional day job. Yes. I work in an office. I work in a very like corporate setting. So where everyone can be like, oh, God bless in the office, right? Nobody's going to say anything. I'd be like, you can't be like, God God bless. bless. (laughs) Be like, have a blessed day. Not a blessed day, a blessed day. Blessed, blessed be, my friends. Yeah. Right? Like you can't, if I were to have said that, right? What on earth would have happened? Right? Right. And so I kept it very to myself. And again, part of it was, you know, I'm not out here trying to be a spokesperson in my everyday day-to-day life. No. Of this is this is what a witch looks like. And it's like, granted, is it? Yeah. But like, that's mine. Yes. That's my religion. Yes. That's my spirituality. And I don't need to give it to somebody. Yes. I'm not passing it around for approval. I don't care. Right? The only things I cared about was how it was going to affect my mundane life. Mm. Right? So, you know, living here. We live in in a very uh, conservative, conservative, closed minded. And this is so funny. We're we're from California, but the thing is, is that we lived in the most closed minded, conservative county in all yeah. of California. Agreed. You go anywhere else, it's the complete opposite. Here, for whatever reason, it's not, which is fine. Yeah, but to also each, to each their own, right? To each their own. Such a big part of why. But I it's closed mindedness. Yes. Yeah. So I was very concerned about anyone finding out because I didn't want to lose my job. Right. Right. Because when I first started that job, I was told that these people who are higher up are very religious. They go to church together every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, right. So I just like kept it to myself. No big deal. Because again, it's not like I'm out boasting. I'm not. It's 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 my spiritual practice. So I don't need to be, you know, hooting, hooting and hollering. I think about my it only thing with like a box, like if you were to be like, yeah. Briz, what do you label yourself as? Mm-hmm. My problem with boxes is one, when you're put into a box. Then you want out. Well, you're not, you're not, it's like, you're not allowed to be out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I say, okay. And I think the very first time I met you, which is what we'll go into next. Mm-hmm. I think I told you I was pagan. Yeah. Cause at the time it was like, that was the thing that I resonated the most with or the yeah. thing that I practiced the most. But my whole entire life, I've never really known really what to say, but. Especially now, mm-hmm. speaking in terms of now, where it's like, well, I'm so many different religions, actually, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I, and I, and I study religion and I study communication. And so this is just a part of like me seeking it, but my pagan roots were in adulthood. I didn't mm-hmm. get the child. I didn't yeah. have that, uh, household that flourished that for me. I, I grew up in a Christian Baptist household, so it didn't flourish that for me at all. So coming into adulthood and and finding, you know, being one with the earth made the most sense with me, which is really what being pagan is all about. What you you put into the earth, you get back. Um, And it's so much more than what pop culture has really made it 
seeing. It's really just about your connection to your earth, to your food, to protecting yourself, to guiding Mm -hmm. yourself and being a good fucking human being, which we need a lot more of. And I think I, I think I resonated with that, but then, you know, I got into the Buddhist culture and Hinduism and, and all of these, Mm -hmm. you know, shakatism and just all of these just really crazy, you know, enlightened religions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't even think I could put myself in a box now, which is what you've explained too, where, you know, what do you label yourself as? I label myself as spiritual. Yeah. Or pagan or a witch because a witch is again, a very broad term. Right. Right. I, again, I don't really use it that much. If somebody asks me, then yeah, but really I would just say I'm, I'm spiritual. And my joke, (laughs) I used to be in, in a, a group and you'd go around the circle and say your name and what your path was. And it was like, Oh, I'm such and such and I am this and I'm such and such and I'm that. And a lot of people would be eclectic pagans, right? Mm -hmm. Which essentially means you pick and choose from a smorgasbord of spiritual spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. You take what works for you and you put it on your plate and that's yours, right? And so my joke was always just, oh, I'm I'm Kira and I'm eclectic. Yeah, literally. Just uh, period. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just eclectic. Like yeah. eclectic everything. Like I in, I, all ways. in all the ways possible. Right. You know, because I felt like that was more that was more of an accurate depiction of who I am as a human being. Yeah. And I think that that's what matters more than what I decide to say the path that I'm walking at the per- this particular moment in my life is called. Yes. It's yes. I am walking a path of spirituality. Mm. Period. I don't need to label it. And it's funny because I use like the phrasing of path all the time. Right. And even like when I, when I journal, you know, I see a lot of path in the woods. This is a path. Here's a path. And, and there's this, there's this vision that I have and vision might not be the right word, but this, I will say vision, this vision that I see in my head, usually when I'm going through like just journaling to like let things out of my body. And, and I write a lot for like therapy and just to, I feel like that's a way that spirit communicates with me as well is I'll just write. And whatever comes out, comes out. And I've always kind of seen spirituality as these people walking through a forest at night. Mm. And everybody's on their own path. And you can see the lanterns through the trees. You just see the light moving. And we're all moving in the same direction. Mm. But you're just not on the exact same path. But you're right there. If I take five steps over, I can hold your hand if you need me to. Mm. I don't have to walk the same path to be there for you. Yes. You know? And I think that there's so much. I think that labels do more damage Mm -hmm. in a lot of times. In a lot of times. Obviously not always. But I feel like labels do a lot of damage because in trying to find a community, you actually segregate yourself. Yes. Right? So it's like, oh, well, I'm Asatru, right? So Asatru would be a heathen which is like Viking culture. And I probably butchered that. So please don't get your panties in a twist. Yeah. Whoever's listening. Okay. But you know, just that, that very Viking path, I'm just mm-hmm. going to call it. Okay. Again, I'm butchering it and I understand that. And then you would have somebody who is like, say eclectic pagan or a worshiper of Gaia, right? right. Or a worshiper of Isis or whomever, right? right? We're still headed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we start, and sometimes having that label is very good. People need that identity. Some people really need that. Yes. Then man, slap that sticker on. If that's what makes you feel whole inside and like you have a community, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't make me do it. Right. Right. Don't, don't you dare try to make me do that. Yes. Like I will do it in my own time. Should I feel the need for me? I am a spiritual being period. Am I pagan? Yes. Because pagan, the definition of paganism or being pagan is not following one of the main world religions, which would be Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, Muslim, Buddhism, I believe. I don't even know if Buddhism fits into the world religions or not, but I, I I feel like it should. Yeah, but I, I don't I, know if it does. Only because of the amount of followers. Yeah, but don't yeah. quote me on that. I um, and so if you're if you don't follow one of those, which are typically monotheistic religions, which means there is one supreme being, and then they yes. have minions, which would be angels, seraphim, things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not that, then you're pagan. Right. Technically. So technically, and y'all, we're speaking technically. I don't want any hate for this. Technically, 
uh, like Native Americans would be considered pagan. Right. Because they have a pantheon of gods. Right. Of deities. Right. Right. So technically, if we're looking at the definition of Google, Native Americans, Native cultures are pagan, which is where pagan religions come from. Right. Is ancient religions where they honored the changing of the seasons because only a god could do that. Right. What is causing this change in the weather? It must be a god. Isn't that funny how how religion really turned into what it did? Yeah. That's definitely a talk for another I was time. Say, I'm like, let's not even, my mind's already spinning and I'm like, don't go there. Don't oh, go yeah, there. We don't yeah. have enough time. We need people with far more knowledge than I know. just myself. Than just me and you bullshitting yeah, about yeah, our I own think. experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do want to bring up the very first time I met you. Yeah. So everybody out there doesn't know this, but my grandmother actually had lost her daughter, my aunt. And one of my family, my other family members, did she work with you or did, was she just an acquaintance? An acquaintance. Yeah. So she knew Kira. And so my grandma got a medium, a mediumship reading from mm-hmm. you. And then she ended up purchasing one for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably one of the best gifts that I've ever gotten. And just most thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. That's something that you just can't almost put money on sometimes, but you know, when I first met you, I just really felt this genuine, honest connection to you mm-hmm. in this weird way. But I think it's because you're just so real. I try. <laughs> and you're not, it's not like this, you know, when I, pop culture does a lot of this too. You know, you don't, I don't look at you and think like, she's definitely pagan. Cause you don't have like, you know what I mean? No. Any, you don't have a pentagram. All, there's nothing. No. I think you know, I might own one. I don't even know if I have, I think the only thing that has pentagrams in this house are my books about. Yeah. I think I have one for when I was in high school that I've held on to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I think that being a medium is just something that's so special, but also so scary. So that's where I want to definitely dive in with you because I think that for all of us, a lot of us are intuitive. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of us have the ability to tap into intuition and different things. Can all of us maybe speak to people on the other side? Absolutely. Yeah, probably. Are all of us willing? No. And that's because it's fucking terrifying. So I want to know a little (laughs) bit about your journey and where you started. A little bit about where you started, but also really what brought you to like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try. Yeah. So... For me, like I've seen and heard things my whole life, as mm-hmm. long as I can remember, mm-hmm. used to be a joke about how terrified I was of dirt. Like my sisters locked me in a closet once oh. and just thought it was hilarious, like cackling outside the door. And I was in there bawling, oh, yeah. screaming, like, like, it, and it's so funny because when I watched The Sixth Sense, right, and I know pop culture, right, which seems to be a theme in this, yes. this episode today, but... When I watched The Sixth Sense and he gets locked in that closet in that party and he's screaming, begging to get out. And then he comes out and he's just drained. That's how I, that, that literally has happened to me. It, I did not get attacked. I didn't come out with scratches and bruises. It wasn't like that. Right. But the, the fear that he, I watched that scene and cried because I'm like, I have felt that yes. fear. Yes. Did I get attacked? No, but I felt that fear. Mm-hmm. And so my whole life, it, I, I have seen and heard things and I was just always told, by everyone that I had an overactive imagination. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what I ran with. So I'd sit there and I'd have these conversations with people and just think that I was just talking to myself. And it literally, so you're, <laughs> it's funny that like, you know, I was kind of the start of your path because that reading with your, um, with your grandma was one of the things that really led me to owning mm. my mediumship. Mm. It hasn't been that long that I've owned it. Right. Only a couple right. of years. I mean, yeah. only a couple years, years that I've owned it. Yeah. Yeah. So it started with tarot mm-hmm. really. Right. So, you know, I've been reading tarot for 25 years and I would read tarot and I would hear things. And, and at first, obviously like I wouldn't say everything that I heard. And that's a, I think that's a whole different freaking episode of learning that. But it took me a long time to realize that sometimes the information was coming from people that were not my intuition 
not and we're your not guides. My yes. guides. Right. And we're right. not their guides. Because I yes. got to a point where I was like, okay, this is my intuition telling me this. And then I would hear my guides and I'm like, okay, that is my guide. I recognize this. Okay, cool. We're going. And then it would be like, and I feel like really what it was, was I feel like Tarot opened the door to me trusting my intuition yes. to allow yes. me to then be trusted with people coming to me in a more forward fashion. Right. So I had, before your grandmother's reading, I had had multiple, multiple tarot readings where I'm like, hey, sometimes people show up, can't control it. It just happens. Mm -hmm. If you want somebody to pop in, just kind of call to them and we'll see what happens. And a lot of times they would. But I was still so nervous about labeling myself as a medium because to me, when people go to a medium, they're looking for healing from pain. Mm, from grief from grief yeah that's so you know? heavy and it's to me my fear was that i would not be able to do it properly and i would let them down in their darkest time in their time of need where they're needing to speak to their past loved one in order to process x y or z mm. right and so it was my fear of failing my sitters my clients, my querents, whatever you want to call them. It was my fear of failing them that really kept me from owning that label. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would just say, Oh, you know, I'm a tarot reader. Sometimes people show up. Okay. So even on my, even on my Instagram, it says reluctant medium. Yeah. Right? Because it was <laughs> like, true. maybe, right. Like, like I can do it, but you know, I'm not going to say that I can do it. Right. You know, and it's really taken a long time and a lot of, a lot of instances and a lot of good friends. Um, I have a, a teacher who I adore, who has, who has done a lot for me as far as guided me down, like, just do it. Just do it. Yes. You can do it. Just do it. You know, he's very fantastic. And then there's, there's, I've told you the whole David Bowie story, didn't I? Oh, yeah. I think you so. should retell that story for everyone here because premonition dreams are, are real, first of all. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that's also probably another episode, but that's how a different powerful. Episode, yeah. I really don't feel like mine's really, pre- it's, it's semi-premonition-ish. Right? It's more of like a, just a message. Yours. So, right. It was a message for me. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I had, I'd had years and years and years of people just showing up mm-hmm. when I'm doing a reading. And being able to relay that information. And the the thing that I can say to anybody who is wanting to do this, get out of the way. Mm. Get out of the way. You're a medium. Right. You say what you hear. You say what you see. That's it. It's not your room to interpret. It's not your room to try to decipher. Mm. Like, granted, it's a game of charades, quite literally. So you do have to kind of decipher a little bit because you're trying to put the pieces together to give the information to them. But I don't have to know what it means on a, like, okay, it would be like, oh, I'm seeing a red pickup truck. What does that mean? And try to get that before I say it to the client. I would just be like, I'm seeing a red pickup truck. Right. And whatever that means for you. Yes. Yeah. Whatever that means for you. I'm seeing a red pickup truck. I don't know what it means but here's your red pickup truck. And they'll be like, Oh my goodness. My grandpa drove a red pickup truck. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Like, and that's just a very vague example. Right. So don't, don't decipher it before you say it, just say it, right. just get out of the way and just say it. And I think that's the biggest thing that I can tell people that want to, to get into doing anything like this. Yes. And so the whole, the whole David Bowie story is I've been obsessed with David Bowie my entire life. Anybody who knows me knows that. And after he passed was really when I started kind of owning it. And it had nothing to do with him, right? Right, like had, right. It was just a time thing. And one night I had a dream that he called me via like Skype or something along those lines, like a video call, right? And he was on a big screen TV. And in short, the message was there were a couple of things that he said that were things that I didn't know about David Bowie because the universe knows me well enough to know that I'm going to question this Mm, and I'm going to need something to research to prove that this wasn't just me having a dream. Is this the real David Bowie? Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) This is literally the first time I've ever recorded this conversation. So I'm kind of feeling like people are going to think I'm insane, but that's fine. Like only, I would probably say about 10 people have even heard this story. Wow. 
no joke. So um, I had this dream. And like I said, there were a couple of little nuggets because I don't want to get into the whole thing. So that'll take a lot of time. A couple of little nuggets in the beginning. And I was like, you know, in the dream, I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm having this conversation with David Bowie, whatever. And then the, the message of the story was, you know, you need to stop getting in the way. And you need to just do this. Stop doubting yourself. You have this ability. You're here to help people. Mm-hmm. And you're going to help all of these people. And then like the kind of view of the camera pans. And it's like an arena filled with people. Mm. Like these people are just sitting here waiting for you to help them. Yes. And he's just like, so go fucking do it. Right. And then bloop, hangs up. And I'm like, oh my God, I was on the phone with David Bowie. <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was a weird dream. Right. And I just like go about my day. And then it kept bothering me. Now I'm the type of person. I don't really remember my dreams past like 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. Me too. Right. I have that problem. Unless there's a meaning. Right. Right. Always. And that's something that I've learned. Right. Over my 25 plus years of being in this realm of spirituality is that if you remember your dream past like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, there's a message there. That's not just a dream. Yes. That is a message from someone, something, and and you need to, to look at it, right? And there's exercises that you can do to help you recall your dreams better. And there's all of that, but that's definitely a different episode. But <laughs> there was this thing that just kept bugging me. I'm like, and, it, and the, the funny part was, it was not too far before your grandma, I did the reading for your grandma, oh, right? I love that. That this happened. So I, you know, wake up and there were those nuggets at the beginning that I was like, is that true? Right. Did David Bowie really do that? Google, you know, do, 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 do. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. He did. I didn't know that. As much as I love David Bowie, like... Not to age myself, but like Googling things was not a thing when right. I was younger. That wasn't right. an option. Right. You right. couldn't get all the deets. You didn't get that out of Rolling Stone magazine. Right. 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 So, right. You know or the pop I mean? star. Exactly. So like, I'm like, did I know that? And my brain, and that's how far I went, right? Like, did I, did I really read that somewhere and kind of know that, but did, didn't acknowledge that I knew that, but it was a seed somewhere that they pulled out. And I, and I literally just heard, just shut up and listen to the message. Shut up and listen to the message. There's a couple other things that happened, but that's, that would make a really long story. But essentially that is what kind of kicked kicked me to just be like, just shut up and do it. Just get out of the way. Just shut up and do it. And I even remember reading for your other family member and they their main thing was they wanted someone to come through. And I told them the same thing. I said, I'm going to come over to do a tarot reading. Yes. And if they show up, they show up. Great. Yes. But I, I'm not going to promise you that they're going to show up, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try my damnedest. And that's what I told them. And that's what I told your grandma. And they did, they came through just fine. And it was just mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. You know, great, lovely, lovely experience. And that's really what just made me be like, I just looked up and I was like, all right, David, I heard you. Yeah. Message received. I get it. I get it. Yep. I know. Thanks. And what's really funny is, you know, I'm a huge signs person, mm-hmm. right? Like signs are everywhere. And I, shit you not when I have those moments where I'm like seriously doubting myself. Cause I have massive imposter syndrome, especially mm-hmm. with tarot. Nah, I got this shit. Yes. But when it comes to mediumship, I still get imposter syndrome. Yes. And, and again, it's that fear of letting that person down. That's, that's always where it's coming from. Mm. Because like I said, when somebody is grieving and they're in pain and they're trying to heal and, and I don't them. want, and, and I always tell people when they're, when they would ask for someone to come through, I'd be like, look, first thing I'm going to tell you is if they don't show up, it's me, not them. It's me, not them. They want to talk to you. Just not always as on point as I should be. Right. right. Because I didn't want to let them down. And I didn't want them to feel like, because a lot of people, I have heard horror stories of people going to mediums and they're like, oh, they don't want to talk to you. They're mad at you because of X, Y, Z that you do while they were alive. No. No, 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 no. They drop all of that. All of that goes away. Yeah. All of that goes away. And the amount of, I know it sounds dumb, but like the amount of confidence that I have, I have gained over such a short period of time Mm. because I see the healing. I have people tell me, you know, I couldn't have got through that without you. Yeah. You know, and it's not a narcissistic thing. It's like, okay, this is my purpose. Yes. It's giving you hope. I mean, I can speak to your abilities. I know our second 
time that we got together. And it's so funny because I called on you for a mediumship reading, but hmm. oh, I got to tell this story because yeah. this shit is next level and I'm going to try and make it quick. Okay. First of all, I owe you an immense amount of gratitude to even, I feel like being here at this table right now, only yeah. because in that tarot reading that we did that day, you had spoke about me needing to let go of my addictions. Mm-hmm. And at that reading, I hadn't drank that day and I hadn't drank for a couple of days prior to that, but I set that as my sober date because yeah. I knew that I hadn't drank after yeah. that. So that was May 4th of last year of 2021. And you had also referred me to some guided meditations. I don't know if mm-hmm. you even remember this, mm-hmm. but you said you need, you need to start, you need to start calming your mind down and you need, and this is how you're going to do it. And and I went into a guided meditation two days later and I spoke to my higher self and, and, and that's, you know, the day that that's when I truly decided to, to get sober. So I owe that to you, but what's even fucking crazier <laughs> about this shit is I had, I had just gotten into a relationship with somebody and you had told me where protection Mm-hmm. You said, I don't know what it is. Just wear protection. And I was like, that's weird. Cause we always do. Mm-hmm. And at that point we always were, mm-hmm. you know? And so that reading happened on a Tuesday. This shit's crazy. Like the fact that you remember all these. Oh, I do. Mind blowing. Oh, dude. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing this, you guys. So I'm like hanging on her every word right now. Okay. This happened on a Tuesday mm-hmm. by f- Thursday. We had did the deed. Yeah. Yeah. And the fuck, I cannot make this up. The condom broke. Oh, Lord. But the condom didn't break like a condom rips or it snaps mm-hmm. or anything like that. There was a little hole in it. Mm-mm. Weird shit. Yeah. So I had reached out to you and just said, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. You fucking called it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling some type of way because I was feeling some type of, so I ended up taking the morning after pill that next day. And and so I remember feeling some type of way and it was, it was more of like guilt or something within me. I knew it was obviously the right decision, but it was more just like, there was something in me that felt some type of way and I couldn't describe it. And you had said, I don't even remember what you had said to me, but I ended up going to Enchanted Cottage. Mm -hmm. Y'all, on the Friday, I got off work randomly and I was feeling some type of way and I was like, I'm just going to go to Enchanted Cottage real quick. And I didn't know what I was even walking in there for. I just knew I needed something. ran into each other. I'm going, yes. (laughs) So I'm fucking in Enchanted Cottage. And for those of you who don't live in Bakersfield, California, Enchanted Cottage is our local like mysticism store. Metaphysical shop. Metaphysical shop. We have a couple more now. They're starting to pop up, but... This at the time was the only one. Only one. And I'm sitting there and I'm like going, I'm like looking at the tarot decks and I turn around because I hear the door open and in walks Kira and my (laughs) jaw, I don't even remember if you could see my face, but my jaw went, (laughs) I can't believe you're here right now. And I know the universe was because, because the guy who was working there Mm -hmm. was like, what? I was like, I don't know. I kind of just feel like I really need to take a bath. Mm -hmm. So mind you at this time. There's, there's nothing there for me to take a bath with. Yeah. And in walks Kira, who also, everybody, <laughs> sells bath salts and yeah. bath products and Reiki charged, uh, you know, bath salts and different things like that. So, yeah. uh, different, you can go ahead with sprays. Yeah. And- yeah so I do current, currently I do, um, bath salts, crystal, uh, included bath bombs where, mm. you know, it's in the middle, kind of like, you know, it's hidden. So you don't know what you're getting. So bath salts, bath bombs, shower steamers, energy sprays, and anointing oils mm. currently. But that's going to expand over the next year, uh, two years. Yes. So I've got a lot of plans. And it's called Routine Rituals. Yeah. It's sold here in town at? So currently it's being sold at Needful Things downtown and soon to be sold at the Apricot Door. And there's been some talk about it going into a few other shops, but because I don't have those things solidified yet, I don't want to say those. Right. But it's also on my website and I have a website, which is routine-rituals.com. Her Instagram is wise.wolf.tarot. Correct. And then I have one specifically for the product line that's routine.rituals. It's um, funny because earlier you were talking about rituals and I was going to cut into that, but I was like, oh, we'll just let it go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know I'm going to be bringing up your businesses, girlfriend. <laughs> but that's just a testament to, I, I feel like, 
mine and yours connection. Yeah. Strangely enough, from the moment that we met, though, yeah. too. And it's not – and even now when I reached out to Kira about the podcast, I was like, of course I'm, I want you a part of this mm-hmm. because you've been a part of my journey even in such a small way but in such a big way. Yeah. So, of course, I'm reaching out to my medium. You know what I mean? My girl, you know, my pagan princess over here. So I, you know, reached out and, and you had had a podcast and you're like, wow, I, I just posted about wanting to, to do some new episodes. And yeah. it's funny how that works. So I want to talk about crystals a little bit because I think that that is such a big thing in pop culture. Yes. We can thank TikTok so much for the prices going up of crystals. Yep. Um, or the scarcity and lack thereof certain crystals, which is, uh, quite annoying. But I want to ask, <laughs> I want to ask what, for a beginner, mm-hmm. like, what would you say are three solid crystals for a beginner to have that are easily accessible also? And why you should carry them with you or have them in your home or, or whatever. Can we expand it to just a couple more than three? Yes. Kay. Sure. I would love to. So if I was going to make a beginner's pouch of crystals... Yes. Just to backtrack a smidge, like every crystal can be charged or programmed for anything really, but they're based on their structure, their chemical compound. They're really kind of already pre-designed for certain things. Mm -hmm. Color affects that as well, you know, because the color of your crystals go with your chakra patterns. You know what I mean? So like a a root crystal would be like a garnet is a Mm -hmm. root crystal because it's red like uh, appetite or uh, blue lace agate is great for your throat chakra, right? Because it's blue. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to give somebody a starter kit, if I really had to just do three, I would do clear quartz. I would do probably citrine and smoky quartz. I have two of those on the table right now. So... If I was going to put together a packet, it would be, I would say, clear quartz. And the reason that clear, if, if you could ever only have just one. It would be clear. It would be clear quartz because it is a blank slate, mm. right? And it can be literally programmed to do anything. Same with white candles. Yes, exactly. Mm. So you just, and, and I had, it's funny that you brought up can, uh, crystals because somebody literally at work, because I've, I've stopped hiding it, by the way. Um, she came out of the room closet. I came out of the room closet guys. Um, literally had somebody at work being like, Hey, how do you charge crystals? And like all of that. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, depending on the type of crystal is how you would cleanse it and charge it based on, you know, the elements, whatever, and whether it's water safe or not. But literally clear quartz is a blank slate. You can just hold it in your hands, focus on whatever you need it for that day. So say like today I need this quartz crystal to ground me and keep me focused while I'm at work. You know, and you just sit there and you focus until you feel like you're done. And then you're done. It's programmed to put it in your pocket, stick it in your bra, whatever you want to do with it. And you go about your day. Yes. You know, um, so if you could only have one, clear quartz is the way to go. How you reprogram it is you just the next morning or whatever, you hold it and go, I, I cleanse this crystal of any previous programming. And today it will be programmed for XYZ. But if I was going to make a little bundle for somebody, I would say clear quartz because it can be programmed. Citrine for joy, happiness, and money. Mm-hmm. Um, rose quartz for love, self-love, and relationships. Amethyst for spirituality and calming. Mm. And black tourmaline for grounding and protection. Or uh, smoky quartz is another one that's good for grounding and protection. But I personally love black tourmaline. I'm literally wearing black tourmaline today. Black tourmaline. Oh. Actually, it's technically tourmalinated quartz. So it's clear quartz with bars of tourmaline through it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's going to totally Yeah. You already know she's got the juicy crystals. I do. We're not going to talk about the price of my crystal collection. I I could probably buy a house. Oh. Put a down payment on a house. Maybe a car. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> you we know what's so funny it. is like my – I feel like if you would meet me and you kind of like know me and, and, and just almost like as like you don't look – like a pagan, like I feel like I look like a bohemian bitch who would be into some shit. Like this. You know what I mean? Like I probably look like somebody. Depends on the day. I've seen you look very not, and I've seen you like like yeah. the sarong you were wearing the other day. If I saw you in the in the supermarket, I'm like that girl smokes weed and has crystals. Yeah, like, yeah, hands down. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So. But I have such a small. I mean, you can see it right here. Such a small like amount of crystals. There's probably fifteen. Yeah. But my crystal collection is really like when I feel called to buy crystals. I don't want to go, let's just say, in, into a shop 
and just like, just because I'm there to get crystals, I want to buy one of everything that I want. I really yeah. want no. it to like, yeah. okay, if I look at it, it's just not like, oh, you need that. I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to. You know, and the I same just, way. Problem is, I want them all. <laughs> yeah, you must have a calling for all of them. But I'm, I feel the same way for for like my tarot cards. You yeah. know, I, my tarot cards has been a very slow moving. I had one oracle deck. Oh, I bought it when I was eighteen. I'm now twenty nine, mm-hmm. so eleven years ago. And I had that until I went to Hawaii last year, and I finally bought an actual tarot deck. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you. How the universe likes to fuck with me. Yeah. So the whole time I'm like, I really feel like I'm going to get called by a tarot deck while I'm here. And like, I, I kind of felt like, anyways, long story short, I run in this crystal shop. Of course, I find this, the golden tarot mm-hmm. universal deck. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's calling to me. <laughs> I get it. The deck itself, it doesn't even have the name mm-hmm. of the, of the card on it. Yeah. So you're talking to somebody who's never actually owned a re- I've only owned Oracle decks. Yeah. And Oracle decks and tarot decks are two very different things. Very different. Because an Oracle deck, somebody can really make it and they can put a card and a meaning to it. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Tarot has a very specific set of cards that's in every single tarot deck. Yep. Every single card needs the same thing across the tarot deck. It really, you know, it's, yeah. that's what it is. So I don't know much about it. Yeah. So I'm getting these cards. And the little book that came with it. Ain't jack shit. It's not like the normal books that come with it and oh, explains yeah. everything. It literally just said what the card was, maybe one little thing about it. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Eventually I ended up getting this random universal tarot book and, and that's, and that's how I learned it. But it's, I mean, I just think that it's kind of funny for me in my walk with all of this shit where it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go overboard because I want one of everything. And I think that yeah. might be the problem too is like, yeah. I want a pendulum. Yeah. I want to, I want to go into this. And I think you even warned me about that. In exactly. my reading was like, I know you want to like get really, really it, learn everything so quickly, but Baby sometimes steps. it's good to like learn something all the way through, all the way through. Yeah. You're a nibbler. Oh, I want it. I want it all. That's my yeah. problem. I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and it's, I'm insatiable with it yes. where it's like, I, I start it. I get really into it. Hyper-focused. Even with my arts and crafts, it's yeah. like, I get very hyper-focused and I want to do it and I'm into it. Two months later comes. And now I'm into something else. Yeah. Because my energy is drained now. And now I need to, you know, switch over to that. That's how the world works. Just ADHD, no big deal. I think so. Yeah. I think I do want to touch a little bit too on your struggles or lack thereof. Maybe there isn't too much of a struggle in this, but how do you think being one in a working relationship that is not as accepting, Mm -hmm. but then also being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't practice? It's difficult. It's, you know, so here's the thing, right, is at work, at work, everybody just kind of, oh, that's her. Mm -hmm. That's her. That's her thing. Yeah. And what's funny is (laughs) now I've worked there a long time. We're talking almost double digits, right? Yes. And so it's gotten to a point and and I was very quiet for a very long time, right? Probably six years, maybe five before I said anything to anybody other than a select few people that I felt I could open up to and like we do readings or whatever. But got to the point where like, I just make a small little comment because I work in a tech industry and I'd be like, Oh, we better, we better uh, back up the servers guys. Cause uh, Mercury rate's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it became a joke until, until they should have sent back. People started. Well, I mean, servers, they, we do do backups on that frequently. Right. So that's fine. But, it literally got to the point where somebody walked over to my desk one day and they're like, is Mercury in retrograde or something? Because my computer is acting ape shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm like, God, I didn't think any of this was real. And I was like, I need to bring this to you. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, sorry. But, you know, so people around there accept me for who I am. And it's even gotten to the point where, because, again, being a medium, seeing, seeing dead people walk around is not uncommon for me. We have an office ghost and interesting. Oh yeah. The funny thing is he, we've recently moved in the last couple of years right before COVID followed him. And yeah, the ghost followed us over <sighs> because I told him he could, cause I never <sighs> hurt anybody. I didn't want to be in there by himself. I didn't know who was going to be there later. You know? <laughs> I'm just like, Hey Fred, if you want to come with us, we're moving, but like, you got to be cool about it. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Right. Stop doing weird shit. Well, so we deal with a lot of boxes and stuff in our warehouse and you would literally be walking through there to go to one of the bathrooms and you could hear boxes sliding like like someone's pulling a box out there ain't nobody in there nobody you'd be working 
and, you know, everybody faced to the walls, right? Because it's like a shotgun, very thin. And so the computer's lined to the walls. And you would feel somebody behind you, and you'd go to turn. And and by you, I don't just mean me. A lot of people. Right. They'd be like, is there somebody just there? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Right. And so it's gotten to the point where other people at this office, because I've been oh, so vocal about it, and and I wouldn't say that I'm like like screaming through the halls or nothing, but like people know that they can talk to me about this stuff and it's fine. So somebody the other day was like, I swear so-and-so was down the hall, but they're not here. But I saw someone and I was like, oh yeah, he's like this tall, this color hair, wearing this, he's got a hat on. And they were like, What? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Fred. And they were like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, it's Fred. No big deal. He's fine. He came over from the other building. He's fine. What's he doing here? Right? And so that person then, now their mind's blown because mm-hmm. now they know they can see things, which they've kind of thought previously. Right? Oh, good point. Right? So now yes. they know they can see things. And they're like, does anybody else see this guy? And, and somebody else was like, oh, I've seen him all the time. I thought I was just crazy. So this goes back to the whole thing of like, when you ask me, everyone has that. Everybody has yes. it. Just have to get out of the way. You have right. to open the door and get out of the way. Right. If you want it. If you don't want it, shut the door, lock it, deadbolt. That's fine. I think, and for some people that works, for others it doesn't. Because right. I tried that too. But I'm like, you know, I've always struggled with knowing that there was something about me. Mm-hmm. Probably much like you, Mm -hmm. where you're like, you know that there's something more. Like, deep Mm -hmm. in my heart, I know that there's a purpose on this planet for me that, in a weird way, is, like, not of this world. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have, like, my things, you know, like, my guys, my angel, they speak to me because they like to give me chills all the time. Especially recently. Um, That's because we've been hanging out more. I know. (laughs) Girl. Well, full body chills is my indicator that I'm on point. Every time. So what I've learned with my chills is now at this point with my, with my intuition and my powers and my ability to like really be aware of it is that other people's angels and guides are, are speaking to me through my chills too. So mm-hmm. I had had, I think I told you in our last meeting, like I had this situation where somebody was talking about something that was going on with them. Mm-hmm. And I was getting these massive body, like waves of chills. And I was, and I told her, I'm like, it's, it's, it's their guides saying that she's okay, you know? And I'm not, but see, like maybe that's, I can't say that I'm, I don't think it's a mediumship, but I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but I think that that's the scariest and craziest part about it. But you were one of the first people who told me, I see something in you. Yeah. You did say to quit alcohol to get to financial freedom. And can I just say, since I quit drinking... I've done the most traveling I've done in my whole entire life. Yeah. And I have felt the most financially free. So that's definitely the truth. But you had said something to me like, I think you even said, don't get a pendulum until you've really learned your tarot. <laughs> I also s- see mediumship in you. And yeah. I, and you like kept saying that. Yeah. And I was like, but it might not be a traditional mediumship either. And so I yeah. think that that might be where I'm trying to learn and just open myself up to. And I think that we don't need to worry about the label. Right. Does it matter if who you're talking to is a deceased loved one or if it's a guide or if it's someone else's guide or if it's an angel or an interdimensional being? Yes. Like it doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. When you get to the point where you've honed it enough to feel comfortable with it, you'll, you'll label yourself or you won't. Right. Like I still don't like using the phrase medium just because it has so much connotation with Mm. it. Right. It does. It has so much weight. Mm. Honestly, it's weight. You know, and again, it's, it's my fear of letting someone down, but you know, I could say, oh, you know, I'm sensitive. I, I am, I am. And the reason that the medium is, is becoming more comfortable. I'm becoming more comfortable with it is because I I am a mediary. I am the conduit. Yes. Right. And you're getting the messages. I'm just the person who I just hear it, man. I'm the messenger. Mm -hmm. I'm the messenger. That's it. I'm not the message. I'm the messenger. I'm I'm the postman of your intergalactic spiritual messages. Yeah. Right? Like, but that sounds weird and doesn't fit on a business card. So media is <laughs> worth yeah. Like, you can't... If you worry so much about not labeling, then that becomes a problem yes. too, right? But it's just like, oh, I can... I, yeah, I can talk to dead people. It's no big deal. And I've had a lot of experiences 
you know, aside from what we've talked about, that has really led me to being like, okay, I'm, I'm not crazy. Yes. There was a TV show that was integral in, in me learning that I wasn't crazy because it was someone who went to places that I had been and I had said things. And my sister, who was also into paranormal uh, researching and stuff, she called me when he was like, you have to turn this on right now. And I was like, okay, God. And she's like, they're, they're at the Whaley house, which was, it was a place where I had a very strong experience. And she's like, she's saying, she said, she's saying things and I want you to watch this. And I was like, okay. So I turn it on and I literally start crying because she's saying everything that I said while I was there. And it was like one of the biggest things for me to just be like, I'm not crazy. Or alone. Yeah. No. And yeah, like not, not being, I think a lot of it was me just thinking I was crazy or that I was making things up. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm just doing this because, you know, I have an overactive, again, that overactive imagination was, was the theme of my yes. life. And then to find out that, no, it's not, you know, so there, there were so many pieces that had to fall into place. Yes. You know, but they did. They did. It took a while, but they did. Yes. It took a lot of the universe kicking me and just being like, hello, wake up, get out of the way. Let's do this. Like, stop, stop fighting it and just mm. do it. Mm. And I've learned that, that when it comes to your spirituality and it comes to you listening to your guides, if you just listen. Yes. And get out of your own way. You can do amazing things. Yes. Yes. I want to piggyback on that and only say that you also have to talk to them. Oh, yeah. And that was, it sounds cliche. I say this all the time, but it's like, it's so fucking true. Because when I started speaking to my angels, and I say angels, guides, ancestors, to me, they're all the same. So I talk to to the higher beings above me. Yeah. To source, you know, so... When I started talking to them and especially just thanking them for the signs. Yes. When they come. Yes. Oh, that's a sign. And now instead of saying, oh, that's a weird coincidence, I'm saying, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, angels. Thank you for that sign. I, you know, thank you. I see it. Yeah. And the more that you say that, the more that they know that they're communicating with you and boom, then it comes in fucking every day, all the time. Yeah. And it's not even weird anymore. No, it's not. And really it's, it's. It's that acknowledgement that you are paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, look, they're paying attention now. Let's give them what they need. Yes, yes. You get out of your own way. You stop blocking your own path. Yes. And then you can finally see it. Right. Right. But no, I think that the, the, it was a amazing point. Yeah. I tell people all the time, they're, I'm like, you don't need me to you talk to talk your loved to ones. Too. You can talk to them all the time. You'll The first thing you hear when, when you say something it's going to be them. It's not you. It's them. Yeah. Yeah. You have that ability. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not sure, then you ask them for a sign that you can't make up. Like, hey, I'm going to be driving to work today and I want to hear a song that makes me think about you specifically. A song that would have made me think about you. Mm. And in the 10 minutes between your drive from A to B, that song's going to come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that sign. As long as you don't have, you know, if you have it on random, it'll come on. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get what you need because they are listening and they are there. Yes. You know, and the more you talk to them, the more you get back. Uh, My last question and everybody's final question will be, Mm -hmm. tell me about one time that you felt spiritually sovereign or spiritually free. Uh, Good question. When (laughs) have I felt felt spiritually free? Man, that's such a deep question. You didn't let me prepare for I know I'm like why did I not text her this question yeah because that's that's difficult I would I would say because I don't really know it's not really something I think I've ever thought about before right it's Mm. like but I feel I I'll I'll say the the time where I feel most spiritually free is in nature yes right I'll go hiking and I could never come back and be happy if I could figure out how to forage for myself you know Right, but, right. Which is a goal, right? I have a goal to be able to be dropped in the middle of the woods and be fine. Right now, can I do that? Nope. Sad to say, but no, I cannot. But I would say the times where I feel most spiritually touched and like one with spirit would be when I'm doing readings. Mm. Because yes. I feel like that's my purpose. Yes. You know, my I've always said since I was young that I was put here to help people in one form or fashion. And if I think back to all of the professions that I wanted to have from the time that they start asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
I'd say 90% of them were roles where I would be helping someone in one way or another, whether that was a teacher, whether that was a criminologist catching serial killers, whether that was a tarot reader, you know what I mean? It was always something to help people. Yeah. So I, I would say that is when I feel most, most one with spirit and in my place and whether it's enthroned or not, right. however we want to word it, like that's where I feel most safe, mm-hmm. most powerful, mm. most secure, most confident. Yes. It's yes. like when I know that I'm sitting down with somebody with my cards, I'm like, do this. Yes. I wait, let's go. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I know me and I know the, I know my abilities. I know for a fact that I'm going to help that person. You know, I can honestly say that I have saved people's lives because they've told me I have changed people's lives because they've told me. And I don't say that to brag. I say that to make a point that when you are in the space that you are meant to be, Mm -hmm. things fall where they should. And I always felt like I was meant to help people. Yeah. So I think the, I'll tell you, I will tell you the most moving reading I've ever had was I don't do, I don't really do medical readings because it's very touchy you know and when you get a reading with me and i send you an invoice it literally says i'm not a doctor you can't help me responsible but there was this one woman at an event and and i have gotten her permission to talk about her story because it was so moving for me and it was at it was at the mystic fair that was put on by the enchanted cottage which means this woman got a 15 minute reading with me 15 minutes and i kept feeling this really really terrible pain in in my like ovaries and i was like listen i don't know what you got going on but i know you need to go see a doctor asap and i mean like monday monday tell me you're gonna go to the doctor (laughs) and i had already given her a really good reading and again not saying it to brag but she was telling me this later she's like your reading was so spot on with everything else that when you told me that and the look on your face that i needed to go monday and i remember making her promise me yeah. I looked at her and I said, I said, you're going to go to the doctor soon. And she goes, yeah. I said, no, you're going to go to the doctor Monday. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll go Monday. I said, no, no, no. You promise me. Look me dead in the eyes and promise me that you will go to the doctor on Monday. And she was like, the look on your face when you said that with everything else you had told me that day, I knew I had to go. And she did. And they caught cancer that if she would have waited six weeks would have killed her. They said, if you'd have waited six weeks, we wouldn't have been able to take it out. Wow. Six months after that reading, I get the, te- I get the text message that tells me that. And I just lost wow. it. So you See, want to talk about feeling sovereign. Yeah, Like you're in your place and you're, yes. you're where you're supposed to be. And free and to just, be that. Yeah. It's like that. I mm. I cried like a baby. I'm, I'm literally I know. holding it back. I'm I like, know. don't cry I right cried. now. Don't cry. I cried like a baby because that was the universe telling me you are where you're supposed to be. Mm. Stay here. And it was that reading that made me really push my business forward. Yes. Because I was doing readings. Like I was always doing readings. I've been doing readings since I was 12. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And charging for them like a couple bucks here, there, 20 bucks here, there, whatever. And then like, you know, I've also had friends that have helped me and stuff that pushed me. None of this has been done on my own ever. Yeah. In any, in any realm done by my, on my own. But it was that reading, hands down, that afterwards I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm mm. not meant to work in an office. I always knew that it would be part of my life and it would be a side thing. Mm. But it was that reading that I was like, sit. I want you to promise me something right now Oh, on this podcast. I want yes, you to ma'am. promise me that we're going to come back in six months and mm-hmm. do an episode either on your podcast or my podcast okay, okay. after you quit your office job. Oh, girl. Six months. That's not very long. Six months. Can we say in six months, maybe I'll be part-time? You know what? Can we, Actually, say, that, can we say that we're working towards it? I have... Can you do that? Is that a thing where you uh, can go part-time? I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's a thing or not. And in all honesty... You don't want to? Well, I've... It's that... That company is so much... Has so much of my heart. Yeah. They've given me a lot. Right. They've really helped me grow as a person and as a business person. So it would really have to be the right situation for me to just drop 
right? If it was the universe says, hey, I drive by this building and I'm drawn to this building and this person wants to rent it out for 500 bucks a month because they just want somebody in the building. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to open my shop. Okay. So like, in six months, so. when we come back to this fucking table, because we're going to need a space. We're going to need a space. Yes. I'm going to need a space for this community that I'm building. You need the space. Yeah. So it's it's going to happen. I already, listen, that's why I let's, said I want to come back in six months. Let's just say in six months, some shit will be different. Yes. Let's. I hate hard and fast. Makes me nervous. I know it doesn't scare it me, but I like applying pressure. That's it's the so, thing. It's funny, though, because I'm a Scorpio, and Scorpios love change, and I am so anti that. But in six months, we will come back, and we will see what was changed, and it will be massive. Let's say that. Oh, I know it. I know Because it. I think when you try to control it yourself, that puts hindrances in. But in six months, there will be massive change. There will be. Yeah. And we'll have grown, and this podcast will grow, and... The community and everything. Yes. I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Got to get going. I owe so much of literally this episode to you. Thank you again for coming. Thank you. You have my heart, my guiding light. But thank you. And thank you, everybody out there listening. Thank you. Real quick, you can find both of us on my Instagram page for Seeking Sovereignty Podcast. And you can find Kira at wise.wolf.tarot on Instagram. If you like today's episode, please feel free to give us a follow and share with your loved ones. You can find out more about us and future episodes on Facebook and Instagram at Seeking Sovereignty Podcast. I'd like to end today's episode with my own little prayer for all of my fellow seekers. Feel free to say it in your head with me. I pray that the path I walk on leads me to discovering the people and places that explore my divinity and my sacred relationship with Source. I claim my power and spiritual energy as the things that are meant for me will come naturally. I embody love and evolution on my journey to being spiritually free. As above, so below, I remain in constant flow. All my love, everyone. Until next time.